Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Yet again, we are hearing calls for more resources to combat antisocial behaviour in our capital. Yet again, we are hearing news of a violent attack. And last night, a 57-year-old American tourist was attacked, kicked and beaten by a group of youths on Store Street at around 10.40 last night. He had just left the guest house he was staying in on Talbot Street when the attack took place and the Guardian and the emergency service were called to the scene and the man was taken to Beaumont Hospital where he remains there in, intense, in intensive care. It's believed he's had life-changing injuries and also, as you said, he's in intensive care, so he's in a critical condition. It is quite terrifying, really, isn't it? Imagine you head off on your holidays to the land of a thousand welcomes, Cade Meal of Alton, and all that kind of thing, and you're beaten up to an inch of your life in its city centre, not even before midnight. Now, we may comment on America's gun crime and think we're above that, but clearly we have a problem here in Ireland. Let's not fool ourselves. There is violence in our society. And I dread to think of his family at home getting on a plane as we speak, probably, or getting a phone call to tell them the news. It's everyone's worst nightmare. But one local councillor is saying we need less talk and more resources for Dublin. Niall Ring says if something isn't done, Talbot Street and the surrounding streets will simply be no-go areas. And he joins me on the line. Niall, good afternoon. Good evening to you. How are you? Not too bad, Niall. And I hate actually having to say that. It's really because I'm I'm a, a dub, sixth-generation Dubliner and to think that I'm talking about Talbot Street and O'Connell Street as somehow become no-go areas, it just... But they're really not unique, happens. you know? I mean, Niall, it just happened to be Talbot Street this time. They're not unique. We've had problems in Pierce Street. We've had problems in Ballyfermot, Cherry Orchard, other parts of the country as well. And it all comes down to one thing. And look, there was a lot of blaming going on on 6-1 News tonight, and I was watching it. And the main blame seems to be set at the feet of Angarda Shea and the lack of resources, the lack of recruitment, the lack of Gardaí. 800 less Gardaí now than there was in 2021. Um, uh, 90 alone missing out of uh, Pierce Street or Store Street Police Station. So... How do you encourage more guards in and how do we get them out on the street to deter crime? Well, how you encourage more in is you get the Minister for Justice to sit down with the uh, the, the Garda Commissioner, Drew Harris, and say, right, what facilities do the Garda need? What, what, will it, what will attract somebody to a job where you walk out on the street and you're likely to be abused, you're likely to be hit you're likely to be like i mean in my day you were afraid of the guardy and i mean it was you were playing ball on the street but these people nowadays they're just seems they're totally immune to us so between extra resources of course we need that and but you have to make it an attractive profession and i don't know how they're going to do that yeah because the pool the pool to pick out of is smaller you know in our day there was less skilled workers, you know, coming out of school and coming out of college. And it was kind of the army, the guards, you know, the Dublin Corporation, whatever it is, or carpenter, bricklayer, mechanic. They were the kind of standard jobs. Now all the kids, and and I'm not having a go with them, but they don't want to get their hands dirty. They want to, you know, sit at a desk and, you know, do graphic design and do computer technology and software development. It's more attractive. They get more money for doing it. I know somebody recently just got a promotion in his job. He's 25 years of age and he's earning 150,000 a year. You're not going to get that in the guards. And as you say, you're putting your life in in your hands. Yeah, and now they're, and, and everything you do is being filmed by somebody with their camera. So in the old days when Lugs Brannigan and, and his type could give a fella clip around the ear, that, that's well done you, now. To be- I, I, I'm going to put a bell here, and every time Lugs Brannigan's name is mentioned on the show, I'm going <laughs> to ring it. Because it is true, Niall. 
You know, that, that yeah. they dealt with that situation. Now, of course, we, we obviously can't go back to the days of Lucas Browning where he boxed the head off you in the middle of the street. <laughs> but, but in saying that, on a very serious note, I wouldn't go into Dublin City at night. I was talking to my wife tonight. She said she wouldn't go in. My producer, Jane, mentioned she would be fearful about going into Dublin City. That's a very sad thing. And the word kip is now being used constantly when referring to O'Connell Street. So, I mean, we're in a very bad position. We're in a bad position and and I know a lot of the local Gardaí in the area and myself and the other public reps were only in with Pat McManam and the Chief Superintendent about two to three weeks ago and all of this was brought up. And I felt sorry for him because he knows himself and his his guys and girls are working. Like, they're working to the bone. They're They're stretched to the limits and they're actually working beyond those limits and it's down as you you said the figure the numbers don't lie in a, in a place like store street that's 90 guardy down i mean that just means you can't have patrols you can't have people on the street and we're, we're constantly being told like for for example the minister came out today and it was the usual like you know, it's the usual talk, oh, this is appalling and we'll do something. But is else. she fit for the job? Now, be honest, is she fit? I mean, she spent the last three weeks defending a piece of legislation that the general public don't oh, seem to want. crime. I mean, like, pan, I, as far as I'm concerned, pandering to NGOs. So, uh, with a piece of legislation that, okay, the, the parties voted for, but the general public don't seem to want. Or it doesn't even seem to be necessary. I was reading an article there today. Um, Oh gosh, his name is going to have my head. Anyway, David Quinn from the Iona Institute in relation to the 300 quotes, 300 um, hate crimes that the Guardian had been reported to. But seemingly they were all illegal anyway under the original piece of legislation. So it seems like an unnecessary piece of legislation that, if anything at all, people are upset about. So, But I, that's all I see her talking about. I talk. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just seeing the wrong thing. I mean, surely this is her job. We had the same problem with Alan Shatter when he closed down lots of Garda stations and left us in a very vulnerable situation. And and that was because of money, by the way, more so than anything else. The money is not the issue now. So how do we... I mean, what about going back to Roots, the, the very start? I remember talking to Dahi Doolan a while ago from Sinn Féin, and he was saying we have to nipple in the bud at the age of 14 because the 19-year-olds who beat people up or the 18-year-olds were 14 once, and they were the ones committing petty crimes, the antisocial behaviour. You know, and we talked the other night as well to Willie O'Dea, and he was saying, let's find their parents. You know, hit them in the pockets. <laughs> Yeah, you could do that, but I mean, you know, that's that's probably like like a lot of the legislation in this country. It's unenforceable. I'm sure we're bringing in the hate crime legislation again, unenforceable. I mean, we have a situation now where you know they're talking about the scooters and uh, you know, oh, we have to bring in legislation. Like we've 188 thousand drivers going around in motor cars without insurance. Like what chance? And if we can't if we can't stop that, what chance we got? doing scooters but to get back to the point on the on the crime in the north inner city in particular it it's we had the drugs in the 80s and 90s then we had the feud in the last few years the drugs have always been the undercurrent there now what what's happening and joe costello and i have to give a shout out to joe joe's just retired from the city council a council colleague and someone who's put 35 years into the north inner city and he's, he's recently retired Joe actually asked a very pertinent question to the city manager recently. How many of the um, refugee centres, um, homeless accommodation, all, all of the, the, the issue, the problem areas, how many of them are in the north inner city? And it's over 60%. So you're, you're, you've got a, a thriving capital city, and the main street in the city, all surrounded by places where you're going to have problems and then you don't resource it. You know, you have 
and and we and I I I can't say, but there there's a, a talk around the area that we know where the people who perpetrate this crime come from, and there's a particular corner at the corner of Gardner Street and Talbot Street that everyone knows and everyone passes, and you see groups around there all the time, and they're in accommodation across the road, and they just drink openly. Uh, do what they want. They're down in Moore Street as well. They're like the historic Moore Street. But if you know about it and locals know about it, well, then I assume the guards know about it. And the guards know about it. So, what, so what's been done? Enough guards, if there aren't enough guards to stop, you know, now, now the resources have to go in, and rightly so, going around all the businesses, getting the CCTV, getting witnesses. So the resources going into that that attack last night are massive. If, the, if the, those resources mm-hmm. were, were free to go around the street and, and patrol the street that night, we mightn't have had that incident and all the other incidents that have happened. But I, I, I said region. to Willie the other night, Willie O'Dea, when I was talking to him, that I lived in Edenmore. I grew up in Edenmore, which is a rough joint at the time back in the 1960s, right? And, you know, uh, uh, Edenmore was, uh, was fairly rough. I mean, parents were worried sick about me all yeah, the time. Yeah. And I, I remember when you'd be out hanging around the streets, if it was after 9 o'clock at night, You'd always, there was like four roads, like the gardens, the drive, the crescent, the green. And there was guards. There was always two guards, two lads, two big lads. And they'd be walking around on the beat. And every now and again, Smiley, we used to call him Smiley because he always had this grin on his face. He'd go around on his motorbike and he'd do a little bit of a scope on the streets then about nine or ten o'clock at night as well. And if they seen you out, they'd be over to you like, what are you doing? What are you up to? And, you know, and they'd put the fear of God in you. So, but we just, and, and not that we were committing crimes, but it would it would deter you from even thinking about it because you knew they were only a, a road away. You know what I mean? Of course, and the whole thing is about deterrent. And you know now that they're not a road away. They're not, they're not a street away. They're not, yeah, they're at least 20 minutes away. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're and, lucky. And, and, you know, when they, when they get the call outs for whatever, you know, you hear the, the reports that it's taking X amount of time. But I have to say, I 100% support the Gardaí. I see what they're doing and uh, with the resources they have. And honestly, they're doing an amazing... If, if, no, if, I mean, it's not their fault. No, I'm not saying it's their no, fault. No, absolutely you know what I mean? not. No, no. But the minister has a lot, has, really has a lot to answer for. Like, it's the, at her the face. The eye is off the ball. Yeah. yeah the, 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 she's taken the eye off the ball without any shadow of a doubt. Um she, we've been, we had the Mulvey report, we had the NEIC, they threw in the six, eight million a year, which has had an impact in terms of what you were saying, get them, get them earlier. Like, for example, down the NCI, Josephine Bleach and her amazing uh, program with babies is, you know, that will pay dividends in 20 years time. So you have to, unfortunately, the, the, the issue is now, the problem is now. So how do we solve it? The only way I can see it is guardy on the beat and whether that means uh, like get them out of the get them out of the stations have you ever been in the central criminal court on a monday morning or the district court up there in parking thankfully no it's like a zoo niall i have for various reasons in my time but it's absolutely like a zoo and there would be maybe 60 70 80 maybe 100 guardy there because they have to be there because this fella did something on Friday night and he has to be there to say what happened and then your man's put, sent back out and it's, it's put back for another date. But it, you really, you should do a live programme from it. It's, it gen, I can only say, like, it's it's, it's close it's, it's close to Dublin Zoo, but it's actually more chaotic than Dublin Zoo. It's an absolute, it's, and, and I 
feel sorry See, for but the didn't, guard. Didn't we, to... didn't we go through this going back a few years ago where they decided to bring in civil servants to do the admin work for the Garda Shia you know, so I don't know how you do all that because obviously you have some, some knowledge of the law, et cetera, et cetera, but to do the admin work. But the Garda themselves resisted that at the time. Now, I don't know why. I felt maybe that was putting them out of a job or something. I don't know what the story was there. But there was a whole idea that, you know, it was th- to get these people behind the desk so the guards didn't have to sit behind the desk and they could be out doing what they're meant to be doing, which was fighting crime. You know, but, and the other problem as well is cars. I mean, when I was living in Swords, they had two cars. I remember ringing one day to look for someone to come up for uh, something was going on in the local green. And he said, oh, no, the car is out at the moment. It's over the other side of Malahide. And I said, and where's the other one? He said, it's broke down. I said, you're kidding me. I said, you have one car for a population of, I think, like, Swords is a population of 200,000 people. And he said, you have one yeah. car, like. I said, you're joking me. And he went, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think so. go to America. <laughs> Every cop has a car. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think maybe that's what the minister should be looking at as well. Now, I, I think cops and cars are, it's great for call-outs, but again, the likes of O'Connell Street, Talbot Street, any street, even even my own, like, where's my mum's down on Ballybock and I, my office on Ballybock Road. I can't remember the last time I saw a guard walking up, or up and down mm. Ballybock Road unless they were raiding one of the, the well-known drug dens in, in uh, like in one the of the, one of the yeah. tenements there. Yeah, <laughs> but it would be in the pubs. <laughs> but number, there's yeah. there's a certain number of Ballybuck Road everyone knows where they're yeah. dealing out the windows, and you can actually see them. And in That's fairness, true. the guards go in every so often, clear it up. But then, which how many times? How many times have we talked about? And I think I've talked to you now before about you know the the dealing on the boardwalk, open dealing on the boardwalk, uh, and and we talk about it. Everybody knows about it. We talk about it in the media all the time, and it's still happening. It doesn't. It's never stopped. Yeah. Like why does that operation. shouldn't be allowed? Any other city in the world, it wouldn't be allowed. It just wouldn't happen because people would be afraid to do it because there'd be a presence in the area. Do you know what I mean? Well, I don't I, I, like comparing us to every other city in the world. You know that you, you go with a dangerous place there because some are some are worse, some are better, and we're, oh, okay. we're a great nation for saying, "Oh, look, aren't they great in in here and they're great there?" And look how bad we are. We can't be self-flagellating all the time. We have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, know, O'Connell Street is, is is meant to be the focal point of Dublin City. You know, it's meant to be yes, the most yeah. beautiful street in Dublin City. And well, you can blame yeah. the planners for the nonsense and takeaways, and you know all that nonsense that's on it. But in saying that, it's an embarrassment. And and here we have a situation now where I don't know who had to make the phone call to this man's family uh, in Washington, I believe, oh, geez, from Washington, yeah, to tell yeah, him that, you yeah, know, your brother, your son, or whatever it is, is in critical condition in Dublin because he was beaten up on, on his night out. You know what I mean? In Dublin. I and mean, he seemed to be, uh, the reports are that he, he was here a good few times, so he probably felt quite comfortable that, uh, in the city and maybe, you know, like obviously he was in the wrong place at the wrong time with these scumbags just coming up and, you mm-hmm. know, but... I, I feel for a man, and as someone who was recently beaten up, I remember I that, yeah. And, and and you know that was traumatic and frightening. Mm-hmm. But at least you know when when we were we got over it. But you, I can ju- I can't even imagine what it was like the terror that man was experienced, particularly when you're on the ground and someone starts kicking your head. I yeah. mean, what yeah. sort of society? That's that's a societal problem. If young people see, see that, and and. I have to say, we have to start looking at internet and like, yep. you know, you were talking about interviewing a porn star there earlier, but porn and the internet had just desensitized people to, like, they see, I remember my lads when they were growing up, this Call of Duty was the big oh, uh, yeah, yeah, of course, computer yeah. game. Or Grand Theft Auto. Unadulterated, yeah, unadulterated yeah. violence. 
So if, if that's if you're feeding a young brain with that, that you know, so these guys don't seem to think kicking somebody in the head is going to, you know, it, it, I know. I, I, I watch those videos now too. I I watch some of these videos online on TikTok and all this kind of thing, and I. I see these people beating people up and kicking them in the head yeah. or dancing on their head. And I'm going, yeah, I yeah. couldn't do that to another human being. You no, know, I, they I, seem to be able to. They, it's like they're, you, you're right, desensitized to violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I watched, and, a, and video, I watched a video a, from had... Dublin there recently where a guy went out, I don't know, there was some family's dispute or whatever, I don't know, some girl. The girl looked about 20. This young fella, I'd say, was about 20. Maybe they were ex-boyfriends and girlfriends or she had an affair or he had an affair. I don't know what the story was. Behind it. But he grabbed hold of her, smacked her head off the car, right? And kept banging Jeez. her head. Then he yeah, pushed yeah. her between the door and the car and closed the door on her. She's out cold on the ground and he gives her a kick. Oh, my God. Jeez. And then people are around, start to come around. like. But then there's people walking past. Like, I see a woman going past with a buggy and just as if nothing's yeah. going on. And, and it's like people just ignore this because they're afraid to get involved. <laughs> But then worse now, there's someone's video on this. But that, that's Instead even of makes it the worse. Card, yeah, they actually yeah. have their video up. That's, I know. Like, it, it's it just, I, I can't understand the mindset. I really can't. I mean, we're, we're obviously a different generation. And I have four young fellas now in their 20s. And, you know, you hope you brought them up right and that... You, but well, 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 isn't that what it comes down to, too? Okay, so we've established we, we, need, we need more guards. I think the answer there, part of the answer is paying them better money is part of the answer yeah. for a basic wage. I'm not talking about the allowances and everything else they get, but for a basic wage, they should be getting more money. There's no doubt about it because I wouldn't do their job for all the money in the world. Yeah. So it's a thankless job, right? So they need to be offered more money. The resources need to be better. So they need to have better equipment, more cars. They need to have better resources in the Garda station. They need to have civil service helping them as well to do all the, the paperwork, essentially, because that takes them away from doing what they should be doing. And then the other thing is tackling crime at a young age. And that comes down to two things. It comes down to, well, either finding the parents, if we believe that work, you don't believe it will, but it needs to educate, we need to educate parents because I have said on the air on numerous occasions, I knew where my children were when they were 14 years of age. Yeah. Okay. And any parent says, ah, but I don't know where he does be. I don't accept that. You know yeah, what I mean? you're absolutely right. I mean, she's I remember if I was out beyond a certain time, they go home, <laughs> the mother be waiting up, and oh yeah, geez, you were you were in real trouble, and you were. You but were I knew terrified. where they were. I knew exactly. Yeah, I knew yeah, all three yeah. of my kids, and they're all in their twenties now. But when they were 12, 13 years of age, well, the first thing they wouldn't be out at nine, ten o'clock at night anyway. But yeah, yeah. but if they were out at eight o'clock, I knew exactly where they were. If they weren't in the house, I knew where they were. And this yeah, idea yeah. is, you do, oh, you never know. You know, you can't be watching them twenty four hours a day. You should be. <laughs> they all have mobile. Every child, every kid has a mobile phone. So don't say the, par- the parents can't say, I couldn't, I didn't know where they were, they couldn't contact them. Now, I know, you know, when you ring your kids at certain times, they never, they don't answer the bloody phone. But I, I mean, know. that's another, yeah, <laughs> another yeah. issue. Yeah, have Maybe to... we have to put the trackers in them now on yeah. the sly or something yeah. like that. Yeah, well. You can do. I know parents who do that too. By the way, it's great tracking apps. But but not Nile. It is sad, and it's sad to see your Sorry. city as well because you live in the inner city. Of course, it's sad to see the city go the way it is, and it's sad to hear people constantly say, "I wouldn't go into the city at night." That that that's what upsets me most because you have the likes of Dublin Town and Richard Guiney and these guys are going out there cleaning up the city council are trying to clean it up. Everyone everyone's doing their best to try and make it attractive. And an instant like this, which will make headlines and probably world headlines, because like certainly in America, as you said, Cade Mila falls you like mm. Cade Mila kicks in the head. I mean, yeah. bloody hell, it's uh, 
it's uh, gone. It, it's I, but I mean, hopefully, I mean, and, and I, I didn't realize that. I know when I heard he was gone to Bowmount, that's where the sort of head injury place is. So God knows what. Mm. And did you say life changing? So that's that means, well, that's according to the news. They're saying he has life changing oh, in, injuries, and he's yeah. in, he's in intensive care. That's terrifying to hear something like that. You know, you just yeah. Uh, yeah. just hope hope he comes around, and yeah. and I know the Gardaí will get the perpetrators, but. Um, you know, we need to get back more to this, uh, more, the more there's another thing, more CCTV. More cameras. Oh, yeah. Because and these yeah. people who object to the cameras, by the way, you're well, you've if you've not done nothing wrong, you should not be afraid of it. Hundred percent agree. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I mean you see it all over London, you see it all over New York, you see these cameras up in poles, you know, that kind of revolve around and they can watch everything on every street. You know, I'm not saying we should have them that they're, you know, able to recognise people. I want to be, keep people's privacy too. But in saying that, we should be able to see people and we should be able to see oh, crimes yeah, the te- if they happen. The technology, the technology is there. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, as you say, without it can blur out faces if it needs to. And yeah. then it can show them if if, it, if, if, yeah. the, if the person. But as you say, if, you're, if you've done nothing wrong. You have nothing to I fear. Mean, yeah, absolutely. It might be just, I mean, in our day, the worst thing you do is, well, not me, of course, but, you know, you might go up you might be caught short and have to go for a tea somewhere up a lane or something. Yeah. But uh, you yeah. know, my day, the worst I ever did. I had the worst I ever did was knick knack on someone's door. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, jeez, yeah, yeah. got be with the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niall, it's been good to talk to you. Keep up the good work, all right. In yeah, the and we hope that we hope that man is. I mean, the main the main thing out of all this, Niall, is that we hope that that gentleman comes through and uh, you know and just. Oh, it's it's uh, and our thoughts are all are with his family and him, of course. You know. Yeah. All right, well, Fair play for you for covering it so well. Thanks, Niall. All right, thank you very much indeed. Uh, there you go. Uh, Niall Ring, um, local electoral area, north inner city. Now, what do we do about it? Let, let's do something on this, because I think it's, we weren't meant to talk about it, but I think we should talk about it. Not about the man, and, and I like Niall, I wish him well. I hope he makes a full recovery. I can't imagine... I can't imagine, by the way, the person has made that phone call. I'm sure I'm assuming it's a member of Angarda Shekana has to find out who this man is. He lives in Washington. Ring his mother or his sister or his wife, possibly. I don't know his, his circumstance, but I believe he's, according to the, the paper, he was 57, but I've heard other information now that he's in his 40s, so I don't know his exact age. Um, but he is from Washington, and he was over here on a holiday. And I can only imagine somebody has to ring up the, the parents or whoever it is and say, listen, I'm ringing from Ireland. I've been a bad news for you. Imagine getting that phone call. They're now boarding a plane, probably, as we speak, to come and visit him while he's in intensive care with life-changing injuries because he got his head kicked in by a group of scumbags in Dublin city centre while he was on his holidays. Not good for Ireland, is it? And by the way, every, every attack is equally as bad. I'm not saying this because he's an American tourist, it's any worse, but it's not good for Ireland for that sort of thing to happen. But the inner city has become dangerous. And it's not just Dublin. It's Cork, it's Limerick, it's Galway. It's everywhere. The inner city has just become dangerous. So what do we do about it? It's all well and good blaming the Minister of Justice. And by the way, the blame squarely lies at her feet because she's the Minister of Justice. It's her responsibility to do something about it and meet with the Garda Commissioner and come up with an answer or some way of deterring this type of crime, antisocial behaviour on a regular basis happening all over the city. The lack of Garda Shea is the main problem. How do you tackle that when people don't want to join the guards? I would love to hear from you, by the way, if you're an off-duty member of Angarda Shikana. You can change your name if you want to come on the air. Um, I know you're not meant to go on radio, but if you change your name, it's fine. Um, you're welcome to come on the air and chat to us. And about, about the job. Um, and I know there's bad guards out there. Right? Before you all start ringing in, oh, the guards are doing... 
I know there's bad guards, but there's good guards. A lot of good guards. And would you do their job? I wouldn't do their job. I, there's not a chance in the world. Fair play to you, lads. I'm quite happy sitting in the studio here. Now, you might want to do my job either, but I certainly wouldn't want to do yours. I'm not walking out the door. I'm selfish like that. I'm sorry. I'm not walking out the door and putting my life at risk for somebody else. That's just me. Unless it was somebody I love. But not for complete strangers. I'm not putting my life at risk for whatever it is you get a year. Average salary, what is it, between 40 and 60 grand, depending on your allowances? There's not a chance I'm doing it. So how do we get more guards on the street? And the other question is, going back, nipping in crime in the bud at a young age, because all of those 19 or 25-year-olds who are scumbags, they were scumbags when they were 14 or 15. So how do you, who do you blame then? You can't blame the guards for that. You blame the parents for that. So do we start finding the parents? Niall didn't agree with that, but I don't think it's a bad idea. Willie O'Dee, pardon me, Willie O'Dee thought it was a good idea too when I talked to him the other night. Let me go to Eddie. Eddie, how are you doing? You're on, the, on Ireland's Classics Radio. Even Noel, well. I'm good, Eddie. I mean, so Eddie, what do you do? How do you solve this problem? Do you know what, Noel? You don't. I'm, I'm sorry, but I've nothing but respect for the guards and I hope that chap makes some kind of a recovery and I hope whoever that danced on his head is done for attempted murder because that's what it is. No, it is, yeah. Right? yeah. But um, it's an absolutely thankless job. It's a thank. I wouldn't do it for all the tea in China. And they've actually made them, they've actually shot themselves in the foot with a bit of a publicity disaster because they're actually prosecuting one of their own chaps now for chasing that car down the motorway the wrong way. Oh, I remember that story, yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, they're actually, and they're going to out him and give his name out and people are going to look at that and go, and you want me to join that? It's an absolute PR nightmare. I mean, the job they do, it's, I mean, do you remember those two female vanguarders that went into that car in Cherry Orchard and just got rammed over Oh, I do. Yes, and the, uh, yeah. Whiplash yeah, and all. Yeah. The amount of guard that are out on the pattern make at the moment is unbelievable. Mm. You know, it's the most thankless job. Unarmed, sending two females into a bloody war zone with club cars flying around. It's just under resourced. It is thankless. I mean, they don't. They should even have tasers in this day and age. Did you see the video go around the other day of the chap on the bus? Which... And he was um, having an argument with um, a member of the public. He looked inebriated, and he said, I'll smash you to the guard. And the guard got off the bus. Two of them started fighting. A fella had to jump off the bus and help the guard. He's on his own. And he was only fighting one person, and he was still struggling. There's absolutely I, no I know. I, I've, see, I've seen a video there a while ago where there was two guards, and I'm not having a pop, but there were two smallish kind of guards, right? Uh, one was a female and one was a male, and I think it was in Ballyfermot as well. But they were boxing the head off one of the guards. There was two of them on top of him. And the That's other, right, it was outside chasers. Yeah, and the other guard, she, she was afraid to, to get involved because, because she feared for her own safety too. So she was trying to call for backup while her mate, her colleague, was getting the head knocked off. I think years ago when I was a kid, you had to speak Irish to get in the guards and you had to be over six foot. That's all done away with now. Yeah, but, you, yeah, but, you, but, 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 but here's the thing, and I agree with you, by the way, when they got rid of the, the, the height and everything else, I thought that was a mistake. But here's the thing, if you brought back in that restriction now, you'd have less cards. Because, that's, that's what I'm saying, Because yeah. the kids Nobody nowadays... will go into the force. Well, why would you? I mean, I'm, I'm talking to 25 and 26-year-olds who are involved in IT, they're earning 100 grand a year. Why would they want to go in a job where it's dangerous and they can sit beside a computer and earn a lot more money? And that's what they all want to do now. I 100% agree with you. And like I said, the amount of them that are out on the sick because of stuff like this. They have the highest They have the highest sick rate in the country. 
Yeah. Um, two weeks per regarding, two weeks per guard uh, per year. Regarding fining them, that's that's all good and in an ideal world. But what happens if they don't pay? They just say we're not paying it. Prisons are full. You know what I mean? What we're going to do is put them in, and they're out the following week later. Mm-hmm. It's you know what I mean. They just won't pay it. Now, what I do disagree with you, I agree with you on most things. What I do disagree with you, you know, when you said there, you knew where your child was when he was fourteen. Yeah. You can't know where they are all the time. I did, I up, uh, I was, Eddie. Eddie, no, please no, don't. No, no, I'm please don't you. say that to me. I did know where they te- were. I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell you a story right now, and you won't believe this, right? So my best mate growing up, his dad was a soldier, disciplinarian, raised five lads. Four turned out brilliant. One was just a nut job, right? Always in rob cars, right? I remember as a kid, about 14, staying in his house, right? He was in court at 9 a.m. for being in a stolen car. And he woke me up at 4 a.m. in the morning and said, I'm climbing out the window. We have a car parked off over over the field. I'll be back in a few hours. And he climbed back into the window that morning and went back to bed and went to court a few hours later for a stolen car that he was caught in, and his dad didn't even know he'd left the house. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that you didn't can, happen. You no, 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 you no. can't, no. That, that was in that household, and that's you fine idea. I'm not doubting your story for a minute, but it didn't happen in my household. Well, it didn't happen in your house. Now, one of my uh, nephews, he's about 14, he, do you know his mate does? He takes photos when he's in his mate's gaff with his mom in the background. So when his dad texts him and says, where are you? He goes, oh, I'm around Joe's house, and he sends a photo with him sitting there with the man in the background which was took weeks prior. Kids are clever. You can't always know where they are. And I was, like, I was a little scrope myself, I'll admit it, I wasn't robbing no. cars and stuff, but we used to go to the, like, the Mona factory when that was across from us, and we used to nick the yogurt and stuff. But even <laughs> stuff like that, my parents... <laughs> At least you were stealing something healthy. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? But what we're saying is, my parents don't know about that till today. They don't know. But stay there for a second, and I'm going to go to Alan in a minute if I can, but I want to go to the former Lord Mayor, Christy Burke, as well. Christy, hi, how are you? Good evening, Niall. How are you doing? Good. Christy, you know, I think everybody, well, nobody is surprised, but everybody's obviously in shock at this poor man and what has happened to him. I mean, it is a shocking story, um, but not a surprising one because we've seen how Dublin City in particular has gone over the last few years. Yeah, you're right there. No, it's not, uh, it's a a terrible thing to happen. It's It's an appalling thing to happen. But could I tell you this, that for the last 12 months, I've been raising the issue that Talbot Street has become known as a street of fear, morning, noon, and night. And local residents, as one of them on to me yesterday, a 70-year-old man, born and reared in Corporation Street, and said to me, Christy, I wouldn't walk up Talbot Street day or night for, for fear of being attacked. Now, on Tuesday morning, Neil gone, I met up with Eddie Mullins, the governor of Mount Joy. He's now the new Cahirley, the chairman of the Safety Partnership in the inner city. And I asked him on Tuesday morning, I said, can we meet up during the week, Eddie? I want you to walk up Talbot Street with me early morning, meaning 11 or 12 o'clock, because I said it's gone to wrecking room and people are afraid of their living lives to walk up it. And we've arranged to meet Monday or Tuesday to walk up it. Lo and behold, this poor unfortunate American tourist ends up in Beaumont in intensive care. Mm. Now, I heard the tea shop tonight, Neil, boasting about the new Garda station in O'Connell Street and the newly opened Fitzgibbon Street. Well, I've news for the TC. They're not working because if they were, we wouldn't be having this discussion. I haven't seen a guard in the Ballybock area or North Strand area in I don't know how long mm. walking along the street. I don't know how long. And we met with senior guard and management three weeks ago. Nile Ring, myself, and other politicians in the area 
And senior management told us they haven't got the resources to manage the area. That's not an acceptable. But that's not an acceptable answer. Find no, the resources, get the resources. But but we well, look. Resources. We well we know whose fault that is. Well, it's only one person's fault. It's the minister for justice. We have to blame. That's her job. So the blame squarely lies with her. So what's she going to do about it? Well, apart from apart from a soundbite, a soundbite on six one news. That's that's no use. You know. Oh, good. And you know, I believe one of our government colleagues tackled her yesterday and said, "Listen, would you get real and get out, get Gardy on the streets to fight the anti-social and the assaults." This was only yesterday. And by the way, this is, by the way, this is not yeah, this is not just Dublin. Yeah, Willie O'Dea. I talked to Willie the, the night before last, and Willie was talking about the same situation in Limerick as well. Yeah, so the same happened last night through the night in Galway. The man was in Bowmount Hospital. Mm. The man attacked in the early hours of this morning in Galway. Now I'm not suggesting that, I'm not suggesting that if you had ten thousand extra guards, it would make it would stop every single crime because it wouldn't. But certainly having guards or a presence on the street you know, deters people from committing crimes. More cameras on the street deters people from committing crimes. Easier access by having more cars or better resources deters crime. All those are tools to deter crime. But we don't have any of those tools. So here's the problem, Christy. It's all well and good, myself and yourself, and Eddie and Alan and and Niall Ring before you there were all saying we need more guards. Where are we going to get them from? Well, listen, we had a reserve guard. I don't know where they went. But let me tell you this, Neil. Where that man was attacked and assaulted brutally last night was about 25 steps from Store Street Car Station. So it was what, about 25 steps from Store Street Car Station. What does that tell you? When, the, when, they're, when, they're, not even, when they're not even afraid to do it beside a guard station. The problem, isn't it? You see, these guys are acting with immunity from prosecution. These guys are acting with, we've no fear. You might go to court remanded, and it mightn't come up for three years. In the meantime, there'll be cases put to the court, can't the deprived back down, da 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 He's got a job now, Your Honour. He's not that person anymore. Yeah. yeah. Suspended sentence, Sir Grant. Yeah. What needs to happen, Neil, is that there needs to be a deterrent and an example made for any type of assaults and unacceptable behaviour that's going on in there. And if you look why, why not go back to what John O'Donovan said many, many years ago when he was Minister for Justice and Minister or Mayor Bloomberg in New York? Three strikes and you're out. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, well, yep, three, three yeah, strikes. Three and you're in strikes. jail. Three strikes, you're in jail. Yeah, and look, look. only last week, myself and I, Ring and others, had to clo- propose to close off uh, our Harbour Court uh, in, in Abbey Street because of the antisocial and the drug dealing and they, they, what's going on there during the day, during the evening, there's, nobody would go down it. And now the business crowd uh, came on to us and asked to close it. And I have people on to me yesterday complaining we shouldn't be closing public space. Well, hello, pal. If there's no Gardaí there, you're going to get rock and roll. Anti-social at its best. But the, but the, here's the other problem. Yeah, And again, uh, you know, I spoke to Tahi Doolan going from Sinn Féin, going back a bit some time about this. You know, it's you end up with a situation with thugs raising thugs. In other words, their kids become thugs because the parents don't care about them, right? And See, the abnormal becomes the normal, Neil. That's well, well, yeah, happen. but but Willie O'D as well has suggested, and I had said this before about finding parents. And Niall Ring doesn't agree with it, but I don't think it's such a bad idea. If you start hitting people in the pocket, that's the only thing they seem to care about. If your kids are fourteen and they're committing crimes, they need to be brought home and the parent given a public order fine, not looking after your kids. They may not have it in the pocket, Neil. And well, then you, well, then you take it out of their social welfare. You know, it, 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 I don't know. I think the deterrent of, 
of a, a sentence that's put up there because remember this, no matter how hard he or she is, and I know because I've been in jails, everybody dreads getting that door locked behind them. But there's no deterrent. The justice system also needs to wake up in certain cases. Would you stay there for a second, Christy, if you can? Because, Alan, sorry, you want to say something as well. You're on Classic Hits. Go ahead, Alan. Hi, how are you? You're listening to the former lawyer, Mayor Christy Bourke, who accepts and admits that Dublin City is not in the best place it's ever been when it comes to crime. Uh, Not in the best place. Dublin City Centre is a shithole. An absolute shithole. And it's it's been that way because of poor politicians with poor, like we have a minister of justice that loves her soundbite and bringing in legislation so you can't say certain words because it might hurt someone's feelings. She should be removed immediately. Leah Racker should go as well. He's incompetent as well. This is complete nonsense. Parents need to take responsibility for their kids. I remember growing up, I stepped out of line, my mother would give me a slap quite quickly and you'd be pulled into line. We have, we have a, guard, a guard of crowd now that are so weak, it's unbelievable. And kids will laugh at those guards. They're well, totally rocks at the car and the car speeds off. I'm telling you, like, what you're sending, we need arm, the same type of vehicles that help the north. That's the vehicle you drive in. You bring the lad to the back and you kick the shit out of the young lad. If you have to, you drag him to jail. Enough is enough with this crap. If you continue to allow them to get away with this, they're only going to go through to be worse. So you want to go back to the hardline Garda um, kind of yeah. patrolling that we did 30 years ago? Lug, so I'll mention Lugs Brannigan's name nonsense. again, yeah. The woke nonsense isn't working. Touchy feely, are you okay? Are you honour? He's okay. And I would actually start removing judges that don't actually hand down correct sentences. That case, it just it's just nonsense. Like, like a decent guard does a good job. Well, I, I thought one of the worst ones was there was the, going back a while ago. Do you remember that lad who pushed the girl under the train? <clears throat> yeah. Going back about four years ago, there, whatever it was, his sentence came up there about a year or two ago, and he was given a suspended sentence. He almost killed the woman. Yeah. Could have killed I, I was, her. I was, I was in New York in May and I felt safer walking on the streets in New York than I would in the streets of Dublin. Because there is... That's it. Well, now, well, that depends on where you, now, it depends on where in New York you were. If you're in Manhattan, it'd be reasonably safe. Right, right, right in Times Square. Yeah. Feel safe walking well, yeah, but that's a tourist back. area. That's going to be reasonably safe yeah. in New York because you've got a lot of police presence. Yes. Well, in Dublin, you will not see a guard. If you ring the guard station, oh, well, we can't, we can't actually, we might, we might find a guard somewhere with 70 or three hours time. Can mm. you, can you look after yourself there if we get there? Until... Yeah. Our politi- again, it's we politicians that are causing a lot of this issue because they're so busy trying to trying to appeal to every bit of society and that we're so great, we always oh, look after you. It's time, you, sometimes you've got to go back to the tough stuff. If someone's dealing drugs in the door, you kick down the door, you drag them up with a scuff the neck. Enough of this crap, right? And enough of this, oh, the sound bite, oh, we feel sorry for this gentleman. You know, it's utter nonsense. Yes, I am right on the, I am the right side of, of, of centre and I believe law and order and I believe until you start pulling these young lads out of the head and putting the fear back into them. They're going to continue to do this. And it's about time parents are garnished through their social welfare or whatever it may be, that they will feel the pain if they do not control their kids. You know, Chrissy, well, hang on. Let me just go back to Chrissy before I go to the break. Chrissy, a lot of people are saying that, you know, it starts at 14. It doesn't start at 19 or 20. Nobody suddenly becomes a criminal at 20 years of age. Your life is already, your destiny is already there. 12 years of age. 12 years of age, whatever, yeah. And and, and yep. if Johnny at 12 or Mary at 12 is out robbing the local shop or is out, you know, burning a car or is out in the back of a stolen car, they need to be brought home and the parents find. That's, I'm telling you now, you don't think that that'll stop them because that they only, the only thing they care about is the money. Neil, I, I, look, I just want to say, listen to the last speaker. I agree with him in a lot of, a lot of areas he spoke about 
the sound bites tonight from the Taoiseach, the sound bites tonight from uh, the Minister for Justice. There's no deterrent. It is parts of the city is toxic. I gave up the homeless ones because there was night. There was some nights. It was just unbelievable what we were witnessing and what we were seeing. Uh, and I know that Talbot Street has become the street of fear. And at the end of the day, it's hard to see a guard on duty walking up, walking down. And it is the best deterrent. And if there's a deterrent of a five-year sentence for any type of an assault or GBH, I think it holds seven to ten at the moment. But that's not in practice. Again, your last speaker made the point. Judges need to wake up and smell the coffee and have a look at the misery that's been caused in our city as a result of leniency. So, they, so stop listening to these hard luck stories from, you know, free legal aid saying, God bless him. You know, he's had a bad upbringing, Your Honour, and oh, he's a good lad now. He's been offered a job. and So you need to stop listening to that nonsense. Well, look, I, I, everyone deserves the right of a trial and the right of a legal representation. But I think that it's gone beyond where there's no fear in young, young guys. No, because they know they get a suspended women. sentence. And young women, there's no fear. Um, I mean, I have a woman on to me this morning from Pittsburgh with a little business, and she's a week trying to get a guard to respond in order to the anti-social outside of our shop. That's unacceptable. A full, a full week, and she keeps getting told on the phone, there's no car and there's no personnel. Classic Hits Radio. Let me go to Sean. Sean, how are you doing? You're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Oh, there we go. No, Sean. Hey, how are you? How are you? Oh, um, go ahead. Can you hear me oh, I think we have a bit of a problem there. Sorry, Jane, I do apologise. I have a problem with the phone line there. Uh, we shall, lads, we shall ring you straight back. I do apologise. Okay, and the reason we're talking about this tonight, of course, is as you all know, uh, a man, an American tourist, was attacked and kicked and beaten by a group of youths in Store Street at around 10.40. Well, it was actually top of, he was staying top of the street, so it was top of Talbot Street. You've heard Christy Burke mentioned there a few months ago that it was literally 25 yards or steps as he put it away from the door of Store Street Police Station now that's unacceptable if people believe they can commit a crime that close to a police station the main one of the probably the busiest police stations in the country um, it's a bad situation we're in a bad situation no harm to the guards that work there because they're under resourced they're 90 guards less than they had this time two years ago the Guard of Force is 800 down on what it was two years ago. We have less guards on the street. We have less guards in the Guard station. We have less cars on the road. It's a disaster. And yet our population is increasing. So how do we deal with that? One only knows. Let me go to uh, Eamon if I can first. I do apologise for that. Sorry, I lost the two lines together there. My fault. So, sorry, Eamon, go ahead. Yeah, I know. How's it going? Good, Eamon. Uh, Eamon, how do we deal with tackle this problem? I think that children should be taken away and sent to a camp so they have to learn how to be whether it's a man or a woman or whatever just send them out let them spend some time in nature um, you know that kind of thing and I mean if they pay money they'll just pay money and they'll do it again and again and again it'll only lead to more resentment and then they'll do more crime you know well, well no if you're, if you're finding the parents of these kids primarily at the start 14 year olds or 12 year olds that are committing crimes well, then the parents are going to be tougher on the kids not to be committing crimes because they don't want to be paying out these fines. But to be fair, I mean, these parents of the children and the children are going committing all these crimes, chances are they're probably going to be beating the living shite into the kids, you know, to knock some sense into them, which is well, obviously... I'm, I'm not suggesting beating children is a good idea, but if they, give, if they discipline their own children, 
for you know for misbehavior, it might not be such a bad thing. I mean, if I if I well, did something wrong when I was a kid, I mean, my dad boxed the head off me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Certainly the same. Yeah. I know, yeah, but I mean, and I, look, I, I we, tu- we turned out okay, didn't we? Yeah, but like the the point is, you know, if they are out committing crimes and if they're known, charity um, or whatever, um, I, I just think I just think isn't the solution really. They need to be re-educated, essentially. Mm. You know, I suppose break them down and build them back up into better people, if that makes sense. And what's it like? You're from Cork, so what's it like, you know, on Patrick Street or whatever in the middle of Cork at night? <laughs> is it is it safe? When your man said there about Dublin, it's even a shit hole at the moment. It's not far off the shit hole, to be honest with you, know, um, There's junkies going around constantly around the place. Mad homeless people. There was a stab in there a few weeks ago. Um... And she didn't make the paper, I think, yeah, outside McDonald's there, you know, on that street. Mm. Yeah. Um, a man died, actually, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they were homeless. If not homeless, they were, you know, drug dependent. Um, most most of the activity there is in and around where Supermax is there and in and around that kind of area there, right? And Yeah, yeah you're showing your age now, no, Supermax is... Well, no, it's, you know, there's a Supermax, they're actually sorry, across yeah, the there's, yeah, 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 you're yeah, right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I know I should I met my wife in Cork. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but most of the activity. So if you were walking around there and heading around towards Patrick Street and what have you, would you see a guard on duty? Would you see two guards walking down the street on the beat? I very 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 rarely would see two guards walking around on duty on the beat. In fact, I haven't seen it in years. Now they drive around the cars are right, and you might see one lad in a bicycle. But what's one lad in a bicycle going to do? Some lads attacking someone with a knife. Mm-hmm. And what's you know one guard car flying around the place, and I emphasise the flying around the place. In fact, the vast majority of times I'll see the guards, and you know my thoughts on guards. I've been on plenty of times talking about it, yeah. so I'm not their not their biggest fan. But nine times out of ten, when I see the guards in Cork, they're in a petrol station or they're in the line for McDonald's out in Douglas at about eleven o'clock, and that line can go for you'll be waiting about half an hour to get to get served there, you know, in the drive-through, and there'll be a guard car in there ninety percent of the time in there, which isn't the last. But um, like I don't, I think they're just very relaxed in Cork. The guards, they're not really that involved. Like I, I'm not up the north side at all too often, so maybe things are different up there. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not too con- convinced that there's a large guard presence in Cork. And, and you, and you believe in around Patrick Street and around that whole area there is as bad yeah, as Dublin yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Patrick Street, the Mercy Hospital. You'll see, you'll see. What are they called? Epidermic needles, hypodermic needles. Yeah. The whole time you'll see them. If you go around there behind um, behind the AIB, you know, behind the banks, yeah, yeah. Um, out into the river, if you park the car there, you'd be wanting to look where you're walking. There'd be human shit on the ground. There'd be needles around the place. Just dirty, you know? It's filthy. Yeah. And nothing's being done about it. That's the problem, isn't it? Nothing is, be- is being done about it. We're just letting it happen. And, we're, and as we let it happen, it gets worse and worse and worse. Until yeah. until you have a turning point. And everything in this country has a turning point. We always wait till something bad happens. And then we say, we need to do something about that. And here we have a situation where a man is on holidays, is fighting for his life because he was beaten up, you know, at 25 yards, according to Christy Burke, or 25 steps away from a guard station. I mean, they're inside guaranteed having hobnobs. Club milk. Well, and well, well, I don't, well, I don't know if they were in there having their hobnobs and club milk, and that's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> but the fact it's the fact that the people that did it are fearless because if you're willing to beat somebody up, knowing that you can literally see the guard station while you're beating them up, it just shows there's a there's a lack of fear of authority. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, 
I'm not the biggest fan of the guards. I know, you told me. I don't me. think the guards are, is, is the best solution. You had a, for, I mean, Eamon, in fairness, you had a bad experience. And by the way, you explained the experience yeah. to me before, and I agree with you. The guard was over the top and shouldn't have did what he did to you. But in saying that, not every guard is a bad guard. Yeah, I know, 100%. Yeah. 100% get that. Yeah. Yeah. Eamon, listen, thanks very much indeed. All right, listen, I've got to take a break. Uh, the number's 087 Eamon is right. We shouldn't be waiting until something bad happens before we change things. And everybody else is right, by the way. The minister and the Taoiseach on the uh, telly tonight, you know, with their sound bites, saying how horrible this is and we're going to have to do something about it. Well, I'd do something about it. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.